Hey, profiteers, my name is Kara Brothers, and welcome back to another episode of Positive Profit. We are just going to get into it right now, and we're going to talk about where to bake your treats. Are you allowed to bake them at home? Do you need an approved kitchen? Do you need a commercial kitchen? I'm going to lay this whole thing out for you so you can figure out some of the things that you need to do to find out so that you have a legally sound and thriving dog treat business, because that is my goal for you. And episode by episode, little by little, I help break it down so that you can go forth and sell dog treats and make happy dogs and make money as well. Before we get into the episode, I would be so, so honored and pleased if you would subscribe to my channel. And if you know if you're watching me on YouTube and you have seen some of my other videos, please subscribe. That really helps me like the episode, even comment on it. The comments also help me as well. If you're listening to me on a podcast, thank you so much. Wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify or iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, leave a review for the show wherever you are listening. That would help me tremendously. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Positive Profit Podcast. I'm Kara Brothers, dog treat business owner and collector of way too many cute cookie cutters. Do you love to bake treats for your dog and think about starting or growing your own home-based dog treat business, but you're unclear about how to do all the things to make it successful? Sister, I've been there and we've got this. If you want to step into your potential and turn your passion into profit, listen and learn with the other bakers in the pack to get clarity and confidence to bake dog treats from home, make money, and of course, pet all the dogs while you're at it. Give your dog a treat, grab one for yourself, and join our brigade of positive profiteers, and let's dig into the episode. Today, we're going to delve into the nitty gritty of turning your passion for baking into a real thriving, sound legal business with this piece of a business advice. There's many levels that you'll need to cover so far as being legal for your business. This is just one of them. And to give you something to think about when baking your treats. So get out your notepads. Here we go. I live in sunny California. And currently it is not sunny. It is cold. It is rainy. We have thunder and lightning. I'm hoping the power doesn't go out. Where I live, you need more than just a delicious dog treat recipe to get by. My state requires more than that. It demands a pet food processor license. I know that these are called different things depending on which state you live. And in California, they call them a pet food processor license. And that is handled by the California Department of Public Health, Food and Drug Branch, to be specific. Lots of other states, it's their Department of Agriculture. So every state has their own rules and regulations. It's going to be really vital if you haven't started yet or you started, but you're not quite sure if you did it right, or you're really not sure what the steps are to take, it's vital that you contact the agencies in your state that handle this kinds of things. As I said, in most states, it's the Department of Agriculture, just where I live. It's the California Department of Public Health. The Department of Agriculture and California Department of Public Health, they oversee manufacture of dog treats. When it comes to selling dog treats, that's pretty much handled by your city, your county. If you're going to a market, what they require. 
in order to have a dog treat business that is legal and booming and successful, but most of all legal, you're going to need to do the work. You're going to need to check with your agencies in your states to find out what they require of you. And I just can't stress doing this work enough. So you're going to roll up your sleeves, you're going to dig in and you're going to get it done. Okay. If, if you want a dog treat business, that's what has to happen. And this work really, in my opinion, is non-negotiable. First of all, my state requires that you produce your manufacturer and you store your treats in a commercial kitchen, an approved kitchen. They're the same thing. I can't bake them at home. I wanted to. That was my desire when I bought a dog treat baking course and I was, you know, in Canva doing my logo and telling my friends and getting super excited, baking up new recipes. And I was on the way. <laughs> and then I find out, hey, I can't do this from home which was a super big bummer to find out. I didn't know anything about where a commercial kitchen was in my town. I'd never even heard of one in my town. So I was skeptical and, and the wind was out of my sails for sure. Commercial kitchens do play a pivotal role in your dog treat making journey. From exploring traditional commercial spaces to unconventional partnerships with local restaurants, I've got the lowdown on cost-effective solutions. Stay tuned and get some inspiration on turning a dark alley into a thriving baking haven. So finding the perfect kitchen space. Where do you look? How do you do it? What's it all about? If your state requires a commercial kitchen, you're going to want to listen up. Here's what I went through. Maybe it will help you. I hope it does. As I said, by the time I found out I needed a kitchen, I was sort of knee deep in my business in the first place, right? And that's the start to many people's journeys that I've talked to. When I found out that I needed a commercial kitchen, what did I do? I clickety clacked on my keyboard, went to Google and typed in commercial kitchen in my area. What came up were two places that there, I actually ended up getting three results, but one was word of mouth. Okay. So three results. The first result I found, I applied and it took them nine months to respond. I could tell right away they were too expensive though. I mean, they were so out of my league. There was no way I could afford this kitchen. Zero chance. It didn't matter if they responded nine months later. I couldn't afford them anyway. The next one that I saw, I actually got to tour, which was really fun. I met the owner, great lady. I told her I was just starting up and I did dog treats. And she said, we don't have any dog treat bakers here. So that would be new for us. And she gave me the tour of her facility, which was humongous. It was ginormous. They had everything, every commercial gadget you could possibly want in a kitchen, a commercial big kitchen, which is fantastic. I didn't need most of them, but we sat down and we talked after I toured the whole facility and she told me what her prices were. Pay attention, $20 an hour, to which I think I had an audible, you know, but really here's when it hit the fan and she said, and everything is extra. You see that big Hobart mixer? Extra. That shelf, the storage shelves? Extra. Now that's a big deal because I have to store my treats there. Not only do I have to make them at the commercial kitchen, the approved kitchen, I have to store my treats there. So storage was extra. 
on these shelves. They also required you to buy your own kitchen cart. That was about maybe a $300, $200 purchase. But, and I could store stuff on there like ingredients and everything, but there was no way along with my ingredients, my cookie cutters, my sheet trays, because you have to provide all your own equipment. There was no way I also had room for all my treats too. So I would need that extra storage. Storage in the refrigerator was extra. Storage in the freezer was extra. Everything was extra. Now they were open 24-7 and they were in they were located in a good part of town that was well lit. So I felt safe coming and going. And I like being able to set my own hours. I like that too. But it just seemed like way out of my reach. The second kitchen that I toured was also $20 an hour. This was the one that I got a referral from and it was also 20 bucks an hour. And I thought, oh no, well, let's see what they have. I walk in and the space is a micro space. (laughs) It's like, it was so, so small, very small. It's like a couple of garages put together. The good part was nothing was extra. It was just 20 bucks an hour. I thought, okay, now this is, now we're coming down more to my level. Well, nothing was extra because they didn't have anything. They did have one small, probably the smallest Hobart mixer you could buy, I guess. They had two great ovens, but one didn't work. And they were all like low to the ground, like super low. And they didn't have many racks. They were in a bad part of town. They were in a dicey area. They had negative run-ins with unsheltered people. They were down like a dark alley. And he even gave me like these directions. So then they're open 24-7. Okay. So when you're coming out at night, here's what you got to do. And he like ran down the whole list of where to look, what to check for. You know, if I feel unsafe, call 911. I thought this is also not what I want. (laughs) Okay. More in my price range, but less of what I want. So I really started to feel rather hopeless because again, I had made this investment in my, with my money, with my time, with my, you know, excitement and hope level. Let's, let's be honest. And it wasn't working out. Probably about a month later, guess what happened? A friend that I had made at the animal shelter in town had said, Hey, I know somebody, they're good friends of mine, actually, they own a deli downtown and I can set up a meeting for you guys if you want. When I actually talked with them, oh, and they're a night deli. I never even heard of a night deli, but it was so cool because they open at four. So as long as I got done baking and was out of there like by three, I was good. And they were closed Mondays and Wednesdays. So I could be there all day if I wanted to. When I sat down and talked with them, I really wasn't sure how this was going to work. And they said, we are a commercial kitchen. We are an approved kitchen. We're inspected by the health department. We have to be. So that meant I could go because they were already cleared. They already had the green check mark of being an approved commercial kitchen. I could go there when they weren't baking, when they weren't there and do all my baking, which is exactly what I did. That's exactly the arrangement that happened. It started out where I paid 10 bucks an hour, okay, 10 bucks an hour to use their oven. I could bake on five racks and I had sheet trays. So I had five sheet trays. It worked out so well. Oh my gosh. So quickly, my production just like ramped up because I wasn't baking on cookie sheets in my little oven. I was baking on sheet trays, which is like two cookie sheets put together on one tray. 
I could do five at a time. When I realized I needed to get a dehydrator and I didn't want to have a bunch of small home dehydrators, I actually went to Webstaurant store. If you guys don't know about Webstaurant store, check them out. I got this commercial dehydrator that had 16 racks, or maybe it had more than that. Maybe it was like 26. It was a ridiculous amount of racks. And I could dehydrate almost more than I could bake, but I needed a space for this. So they said, Hey, we have a storeroom in the back and we'll clear it out because we don't really use it. They called it the haunted employee break room. <laughs> anyway. So I quickly went on to Facebook Marketplace and I bought two speed racks. And those are the big, tall racks that you see like in a bakery. <laughs> and I bought 20 sheet trays, two speed racks. And I did that because one speed rack, I take, there was a little journey from the back room to the kitchen. And I take my speed rack out to the kitchen with my trays and I do all my baking, my baking and my cooling. And then I'd bring that back to my storeroom Then I'd go ahead and dehydrate it. And when those dehydrated treats were ready, I'd put them on the other rack. Okay, now those are completely done, ready for packaging. They're ready for icing, whatever. And then I'd still have a speed rack free to go ahead and take back out to the kitchen to repeat the process again. It worked out so well, 10 bucks an hour plus 200 bucks. And I had two huge baker's racks. I had my dehydrator. I had a six foot table. I had chairs. I had all my ingredients, all my packaging, my printer. It was like a little workshop. It was great. Oh my gosh. I did so much great stuff in that workshop. That's the deal that I found. Okay. So the reason I'm telling you this is because if you are in a situation where your state tells you that you need a commercial kitchen or an approved kitchen, you very well might be able to Google those terms and find that you've got them in your town or in a nearby town. And just like me, you might find that they charge a lot. They charged a ridiculous amount, to be honest with you. But if you go in and talk to business owners who have restaurants, maybe you even know someone, maybe you know someone who knows someone, just go in there and say, hey, you know, I make dog treats. I'd love to come in and be able to make dog treats when you guys are closed. Now, I got lucky with a night deli. It's a random term where I really had all day, pretty much. You might find that when when your place closes, it's more in the nighttime, but there's still a way. Now, business owners, when their restaurants are closed, they're not bringing in any revenue at all. And this is a way that they can bring in extra income and that you can have a place to bake. And I bet it's going to be a lot cheaper than the commercial kitchens you can find. And chances are, just like with us, they won't be renting to anyone else. Of course, the people that own the building, you know, they had to show me and my team how their kitchen worked, right? How their ovens work. Hey, this is kind of weird. This is kind of wonky. You know, everything has quirks and I had to figure all that out. But I had great communication with the owners. We texted, we talked. You know, it just, it was such a great relationship. Also, when I did my Thursday night market, my big, big market for the year, they were like a block away. So I could run over and go get product that I had sold out of, carry it out on my sheet tray or my basket or whatever, and bring it back to my tent and keep, keep on selling. And then I also gave the owners dog treats too for their little dog. Loved the banana crunch cookies. Restaurants are an option. Don't be afraid 
to meet with owners, see their kitchen, see if it'll work for you, find out what their price includes. Do they have any ability for you to store a rack, even a rack, right? Because you need your own stuff. You need your own sheet trays and mixing bowls and whisks and, and stuff like that you probably already have, I'd imagine. But you also need to put your ingredients or just kind of work it out with them and, and see what space they have and what they're willing to do. But there is another option other than commercial kitchens is what I'm trying to say. So good luck to you on your baking journey. If you have any questions about this, please go ahead. And if you're watching me on YouTube, pop them in to the comments down below. You can also send me an email and that is support at positiveprofit.com. And that's positive with a P-A-W. If you haven't already, head over to my website, positiveprofit.com and click on the freebies tab. I've got some freebies for you. Check them out. I've got a recipe. I have got a content calendar for Instagram for the month of February to get all your posts all laid out. And these will even work for Facebook as well. But I have some things on there that I want to give to you. It's been a joy being able to talk to you and kind of share my experience. I'd love to hear what your experience is too. So if you already have a commercial kitchen that you're using or you're baking in a restaurant or whatever your situation is, let me know. I'd love to hear what your experience has been like. This is Kara Brothers and don't forget to treat yourself well. Hey sis, one quick thing before you go. If this podcast episode helped or blessed you in some way, the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to Apple Podcasts and search for my show, Positive Profit. Leave me a review and subscribe to the channel. Your heartfelt messages of gratitude impact me so much and bring me such massive joy. I would be so appreciative. Don't forget to join the free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash start a dog treat business and send me your juicy questions at positiveprofit.com. I positively appreciate you and look forward to connecting with you again soon. Until then, don't forget to treat yourself well.